Hello, everyone, and welcome to PBN Style. This is the number one podcast for think-ups, startups, and scale-ups who want to use authentic marketing to grow their business. On today's episode, we're talking mindfulness and behavior change with life coach Miss Kristen Marr. Now, guys, we are in some trying times. And if there were ever a time where we need to look at what we're doing to determine if we needed to do something different to get a different result, now is the time. So if that's something that you're interested in doing, I want you to keep on listening because that's where we're headed today here on PV and Style. All right, so I want to share with you a little bit about Kristen. She's pretty darn awesome. She's a speaker, a vision board facilitator, and a life coach. She's certified through Brave Mastery Institute by the renowned Mary Morrissey. She loves helping people to honor themselves by spending time with them, looking at where they are now, where they want to go, and what they want to be in this thing called life. She helps them. Uh, she helps get them prepared to use their imagination by letting go of what their current situation is, so that they can begin to really, really dream. Through her study of neuroscience and meditation, she teaches them to focus on what they want and why they want it, allowing them to release the idea that they need to know how to do it first. So Kristen has a ton of credentials behind her name, and I'm really excited to have her here on the show. So let's all sit back, relax, and enjoy this great conversation with Kristen. Welcome to PB and Style, the perfect podcast sandwich, where host Andrea Patrick empowers, educates, and encourages you to find your inner influencer and personify their brand. She'll have you tapping into your authentic authority and engaging in a real way. Remember, leadership is a journey, not a destination. Enjoy today's dish. Thank you so much for joining me, Ms. Kristen. I appreciate you for being on the show. I am so happy to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. So um, in the intro, I talked a lot about, you know, this idea of mindfulness and um, like having this change of behavior. And um, I made mention of the fact that if ever there were a time that we needed to have a change, do something different to get a different result, now would be the perfect time because we're all sort of cooped up. We don't have anything but time to really figure out that next move or that change that needs to happen for ourselves, either personally, professionally, or with our business. So I'm really excited to talk to you about that. But before we get into some of the questions, tell me a little bit about you. Um, I did do your intro, obviously, so they know, we know all the, the stuff we, you wanted us to know. Now share some of the stuff that <laughs> kind of behind the scenes. How did you come to be this person that's a life coach and practicing neuroscience and, and behavior change? Sure, absolutely. Well, you know, I was a stay-at-home mom, blessed to be able to do that for a while and wanted to get back into the market. Started out with, as an MLM, and as I was doing one-on-ones, I was just finding myself really helping people on a whole different level, you know, with their business and different aspects and, and offering up, hey, maybe you should check this out or check this website out or this would be really good for like a routine. And that kind of stair-stepped me into one day saying, you know, I love magazines. I've got I've done all this stuff through the years with my kids. I've, you know, baseball mom and drill mom and all this stuff. And I would vision boarding. I, I, you know, I went to one and started doing that literally overnight, which then people were asking me, how do I work with you more? So it was a stair step into it, but now I just feel so blessed and I absolutely love being able to work with people. It's really, you know, we had that conversation early on when we were at uh, my charity event and you talked about like how 
the average vision board is, you know, a little superficial, if you will. It doesn't go very deep, but the way you work with people, like I said in your intro, we, uh, where, where was it? You, you honor people, you help people honor themselves by spending time with them and looking at where they are now, where they want to go and what they want to be um, in life. And I think that, you know, a lot of times December 31st rolls around and, you know, we're like, oh, we need to do our vision board. I know our family does it. We do it um, uh, January 1 every year. We do a vision board, but really thinking it through and like um, just really going, diving deep into it is what it sounds like you do more of. And so um, along those lines, we have to be mindful of the actions we want to take. So that brings me to this next question, which is what is mindfulness? So great question. Mindfulness, especially, and we hear that word thrown around so much right now. And this is obviously with everything going on, it's really just pulling yourself into the present moment, pulling yourself into what is going on right now? Where, where are my thoughts going? Because this really all comes down to what, what you're thinking about. And we are so trained through our school system to be taught a certain way and think a certain way. We mm outside influences. So mindfulness is, is really a, a time to pull yourself into the present moment. And what am I thinking about right now about this situation? Obviously, a lot more in this, and it's a good time to really focus on that. Absolutely. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, one of the things that I like to say, you know, I do strategic marketing, but I really have um, an emphasis on the personal branding aspect. And by that, I mean, you know, we all are, we all are somebody, right? But it's what we do with that knowledge of, of who we are. And so when I'm working with people about their personal branding and I'm teaching them how to put feet to who they are, one of the very first things that I set up for them is the fact that, you know, we really have to acknowledge the fact that we all have baggage, right? And the idea is to unpack our bag one piece at a time and determine like where each piece came from. Like, you know, I am so annoyed by X, but that really came because my uncle so-and-so nagged me about it. Well, that's not your thing. So I teach people to like go through their bag one thing at a time, figure out who gave it to them. If it's something that's going to help them, if it's something that has been holding them back, or if it's something that, you know, they can hold on to and build on later, either way, look at each thing. If they don't need it, if it's holding them back, give it back to the person that gave it to them. And so that helps us to be more intentional about what it is we're doing and changing that negative tape. So with all that said, I tell them, you know, once you put everything back, you get a custom bag, honey, and Louis Vuitton has nothing <laughs> to do. And so I get a good laugh out of it. But it. I want to know from you, from a vision board standpoint and from a neuroscience standpoint, um, how do you recommend that we retrain our brains for more positive thinking? And well, being yeah, and I love this because what I find in working with people in my vision board workshops, they're cutting and pasting. So one of the first things I tell them, I'm going to bring you back to your imagination stage. And it's tactile. You know, you're flipping through magazines. What's going to catch your eye? Don't judge yourself, which is, is a big thing. And, you know, if, you, if that picture catches your eye or that word, just go with it, cut it out, and let's talk about it. And it's really a fun process to see people put these pictures on their board, and sometimes they have no idea why until they finish their board and then I hold it up for them and we start talking about that and it triggers kind of things in their brain. So there's a lot, I feel like when people are, they, you get into a routine, you're just doing things sometimes, you're getting up having the same day. I mean, obviously this is a different time and it's giving people a chance to say, what routine did I have? Do I have a routine in place? So 
in terms of that, you know, it's really just a really good chance to say, what, why am I doing this or not doing this? What has held me back? And lots mm -hmm. of it's fear, but when you take that step back and say, well, what am I afraid of in a situation? If it's something, I was helping someone last night and it's something that she said that her mom had told her years ago. So when you pull that back and look at that statement and then really get to the other side of fear, because we hold ourselves in that and we hold ourselves accountable and responsible. We really take that time and say, wait a minute, what, what is this, this about? Why am I choosing to believe this? So absolutely, and, and I think too, what I love about that is, um, and both what you're saying and how it relates to what I said is, it gives you an opportunity to notice, notice the triggers, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're giving them the cue to like go through the magazines and pull out these images that are gonna inspire them or mm -hmm. um, you know, interest them, if, if something comes up and you're asking them, well, where did this come from? What made you think to do that? If it could be a trigger, like like you said, like why was this woman doing this and she realized it came from this other place, that helps them see, okay, that's why I respond. That's why I do what I do mm -hmm. um, in response to other people treating me the same way. So it gives you an opportunity to identify those triggers mm -hmm. that are holding you back. And so that's what I really like about your idea of vision boarding. It, like I said, it's just not the superficial version that a lot of people deal with. It really, I mean, a lot of people do. It helps you deal with mm -hmm. some, of the, some of the realities of what has been holding you back. Because if I put a picture of a beautiful beach, right? Or, or no, a better example would be, because I've done this. Um, if I put a, put a picture of this beautifully um, toned, woman's body and, and my vision is you know my vision board the reason is because I want that body I want to get there it raises questions as to well what's been holding me back from getting there in the first place and then that asks that that asks the question or begs the question well if that thing has been holding you back why where did that thing come from mm -hmm. and then when you ask answer that question it's like oh well, it came from this person or that person or this situation or that situation, then the question is, well, how did you find yourself with that person or in that situation? Mm -hmm. So it's a whole reverse engineering situation that when you go all the way back to the root of it, you can identify the trigger that's telling you why you weren't able to get that body by yourself and why you had to put that on your vision board in the first place, which in turn is what will help you now get the body because you recognize what's been holding you back. So. I don't know if you guys listening or understanding what we're saying, but I just, her, her version, the way she marries the neuroscience of everything with the simple task of creating a vision board is like spectacular. I want to move on and ask you this. So once we recognize the need to visualize, like you say, with, with, with the vision boards, right? How can we trust that what we identified or trigger, motivation, inspiration, how can we trust and listen to our gut better or more? So I love this question. And one of the things I, I teach people to do um, in my small, smaller workshops, I am able to do this with everyone, but I'd love to even show it if I'm doing a big one, is then once you're done with your board, and I say it's never done, but then you look at it, I always hold it up in front of them because they've kind of been looking down and working on it. When you look at it, you act as if all of that on there is already done. It's already here. So mm. I take an example say you had somebody that wanted to go on a, a cruise to greece and they've got this ship that they found and then i say okay 
you know, where do your eyes go? Because every morning when you look at that board, it, your eyes are going to go somewhere else. So, okay, say it's the cruise ship right now. No, why haven't you done that? Well, it's expensive. I'm like, well, let's break that down. And we break these questions down. Your, your perception is expensive. Do you know? And then I start giving them all kinds of examples. What if you did this or this? And then I say, okay, imagine yourself on that ship right now. What would it be like? You know, what is, did you feel that salt air? What are you wearing? You know, what, you know, what did you shop before? And do you have a big, beautiful hat on and who's with you? And I get them to fully experience that. Mm. This is the part I feel like people need to, to know. It's not just put it out there and let it go when your body, because your brain does not know the difference between something that you are actually doing or something you're imagining. So when you're subconscious, like, it's like, oh, hang on, we're on this beautiful beach and we're, you know, we're around this beautiful cruise ship and we're headed to Greece and this is so amazing. And then what happens is your brain starts focusing on different all opportunities that show up and you think that's a synchronicity, but we've tripped, basically tripped neuroplasticity your brain is going to grow these neural, these new neural synaptic connections in your brain. Meaning, all of a sudden, your friend tells you, "Oh my gosh, my sister's going on this great cruise," and blah blah blah. Oh my gosh, that's what I wanted to do. It could have been a conversation you had before, but now you're more tuned in. So that yeah. real power, you act as if already everything is already literally in front of you, and that's going so to you 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 um. You act as those things are. You like so. You don't wait for it to happen. You, no. it is happening, and you follow. Like you, your brain is telling you what's happening. Now your physical body has to follow it. Like that's what you're saying. Yes, because you're now focused on different. Actually, there could be these opportunities. Literally, could have been in front of you the hour or the day before, but now you've taken that time and that mindfulness, and you pulled yourself in and said, "But this is what I want to create." And it's literally these, they're called neurosynaptic connections in your brain because your brain's going, hang on, wait a minute. Didn't we just talk about that? This is something we could do. These are what we call, like to call the action steps. So you're putting it out there into the universe or whoever. And then you're like, wait a minute, I'm focused in on that. So I can go a lot deeper in that, but that's kind of the high level kind of explanation of you then allowing, it's almost to me sometimes if I've had People will tell me, I've had phone calls and text messages and emails. Oh my gosh, XYZ happened. You were right. And I'm like, I was just showing you. It was there the whole time. But you took the time for yourself, which is really important because a lot of people don't do this. Sit down. Now we all have time. Time that we never expected. This is a great time to sit down, look at your life. What do you, what do you want that you don't have? What do you want to create? And here's the other part of it. You'd have, you need two things. What do you want and why do you want it? It's not your job to figure it out, which is where people get stuck. Wow. And you know, I, I, I love all of that. It helps you make better decisions mm -hmm. towards this vision you have for yourself because you're more intentional and you'll mm -hmm. be more discerning mm -hmm. about the actions you take to get there. Exactly. Through. Yep. I love that. I love that. Yep. When you have that clarity in your vision, you are so focused to bring that to life. You don't have time on this other stuff. So it's like a whole new level. And when little things start happening and you under start understanding the process, it's so much fun. And you think there's opportunities and synchronicities? Yeah, because you're tuned into them. Exactly. And you know where I think this works very well? And it's, it's, it's like very practical, but I think this works very well. It worked for me. I didn't know you when I did all this stuff for myself. So, <laughs> but it worked really well for me. 
is when you are focused on as a mother mm-hmm. and you are raising your children. I went to college. I, you know, I had a vision for myself and my life and what it would look like. And then God threw this wrench in it and was like, nope, mm-mm, gonna go over here in this direction. But it didn't change my desire to be this professional and to have these to achieve these goals that I set for myself. Okay, so then now there's a conflict. I'm a mom, I have these responsibilities. I'm a wife, I have these responsibilities. But on this other side over here, I'm Andrea, and I really, really had my heart set on being this marketing professional. Mm-hmm. But I can't do that now. But what happened to me during my little epiphany moment was that I realized that, just like you said, I could, I could actualize the vision I have for my life. It's going to look a little bit differently than I originally intended it to look. But in my quest to get there, everything else was put into perspective. My family, I have time for them. I love them, but I have to carve out time to achieve the goal I have for myself. That doesn't make me a bad mom, doesn't make me a bad wife. It means that I am realizing a dream I have for myself. But the point I'm making is when you start to visualize, like you're saying, no matter the circumstances in your life, you can carve out room for yourself. Yeah, and this is yeah, this is a very practical way, and I love this because this is the part where you knew exactly what you wanted. You knew why you wanted it, but you trusted and you believed in the journey. And this is a thing where people get kind of lost in that because they think they have to figure it out right now. It has to be done right now. (laughs) Yes. So when we sit back and we have the patience and we realize there's divine timing of, thing, of things and we look at the fact that if we can just say, this is what I want, this is why I want it. And then exactly what you did and say, okay, what's my action step? Let me give myself 15 minutes. Let me put my sign on the door. Let me tell my kids, mommy's gonna go to work for a little bit. And you in no way were being less of a mommy. You were showing your kids, guess what? Mommy can do this and do this. Yeah. You are trusting and you are believing in your journey, which this is really all about the journey. We never get to a goal and say we're done. I try to cram a ton into each podcast episode, but I recognize that sometimes you only have time for the cliff note version. That's why my YouTube channel, Be The Brand CB, may be the perfect answer to a quick how-to question. Need a little discussion or follow-up? That's okay too. I've got you, boo. My Facebook group, BTB Boss Talk, is a community of people just like you looking for answers to questions seldom discussed about the how-tos of marketing authentically. Regardless of your need, I've got it covered. So use the link in the show notes to get plugged in today. That's it. Exactly. And you know, on the flip side, let's turn that coin over because now we we visualize and we look forward. Mm-hmm. Now I think the journey can also be one that we look back on because I think people um, they look at themselves as failures because Mm -hmm. they aren't where they want to be yet Mm -hmm. but I believe that if we could look hindsight is 2020 Mm -hmm. we can look back and see the journey and the commonalities of the things that we think we failed at Mm -hmm. and recognize that wow had I not had that experience Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be here so looking forward is vision, mm-hmm. but when you find yourself in a spot and you are feeling down on yourself because you think you haven't achieved it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You can look back with hindsight exactly. to, find, to find the thread 
which mm -hmm. is going to bring you back to where you are. And now you can actually visual, visualize, which is what, again, you do in your um, vision board workshop. I love right? that. And, and failure, if we look at failure and take that word out of whatever we think we failed at, and put that in as feedback. Mm -hmm. Time. And you know what? This is the time nobody in our world, nobody who's very successful, and you, can, we can, you and I could list a, a, you know, a list of people, nobody did it without failing in, in their perception. But when we take, even ask yourself that question, this is what I ask clients all the time. What's your perception of fails? Because lots of times in our heads, we think we failed and someone else is so impressed with what we just did. I failed at that. And, but it's, it's our perception. So it comes down to your perception. Ask someone else, oh, I failed at this. Wait a minute, you didn't fail at that. I was so impressed you took that bold step and you did X, Y, Z. Are you kidding me? That's amazing. And we put that in part of our journey. I'll tell you, I tell people the same thing. The only time to look back is if you think you failed and you think, and then you look at that and go, oh, you know what? That could be a little, like I'm on my path and that's my little side path that I'm like, wait a minute. If I'm opening myself up to this journey, it's, this is a better route to take. And you're allowing yourself, giving yourself that power to step over there and try it. And if you exactly. think it's not, it's feedback, you know, exactly. and people, it gets stressful. And I'm like, I, you and I talked about this the other day, when, when people say, I'm so stressed out. What is that word spelled backwards? <laughs> I mean, it's all our perception, how we look at it. If you say it forward, it's not a fun word, but you say it backwards and someone said, hey, dessert is ready. I'm pretty sure everyone's running into the dining room. Yes, yes. That's our perception. So that brings me to another question because it's along those lines. When you talk about our perception and how we see things, why is it so important to understand how our, our brain processes information? I think that goes to the point because it is our perception, but that, that's why we have to process information the right way. So tell me why it's so important to understand how our brain processes. So it all comes down to what we're thinking about. Think about it. I always tell people, if you want to really know what you're thinking about, and we think up to 70,000 thoughts a day, get in your car and don't turn the radio on and see what comes up. Because a lot of those thoughts are just going in circles and they're on these hamster wheels all over. So when you realize that the thought is going to create some kind of emotion, and that emotion is just kind of energy in our body, giving us that feeling. That feeling is gonna cause an action or a reaction. So say you're, you know, the one that the one everybody always uses, you know, you're in the car and you're driving and somebody cuts you off and you think you start saying all these things. Whoa, 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 like take a step back. Like, why are you even going there? You have no idea what's going on in that person's life. And then you might, you're gonna react when you take a step back and say, Oh, what if you just said, I hope that person's having a good day. Maybe they didn't, you know, maybe they're just stressed or trying to get somewhere, whatever it is. And you sit there and, and just kind of, wait, why am I thinking like this? And you give yourself that, just that split second to go, I don't want to react. I want to respond. That is the result. It all comes down to how we think about it. So everything going on in the world. And right now we can't even open our emails without literally getting bombarded with all this information. So now's a really good time to put that into place and saying, am I believing everything I'm hearing? Because I can't open my email, I can't open my Instagram, my Facebook, I'm, we're getting bombarded with one topic every, every time we, we touch social media. What is your perception of it? 
Take that. Exactly. What is my belief in this? It all comes down to what we're thinking about. So when you sit there and say, and anything in our lives, when you take that time to pause and realize it all comes down to our thoughts and you, if you're having a thought that's maybe negative or whatever, take that time and go, why am I feeling like this? Yeah. What's coming up for me? And you start asking yourself those questions. I guarantee you're going to come to a place of calm because you're going to break it down. Right. If nothing else, you will stop the, the, the agitated feeling or the frustration because when you stop and say, when you just stop and ask the question, why did I even react that way? Mm-hmm. Why did that even happen? That mm-hmm. kind of puts a pause on the anger mm-hmm. because you've got to figure out why you felt angry in the first place. And by the time you process that, you know, so it's kind of like you said, it's understanding you. That's really what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. Understand yourself. Mm-hmm. Be mindful. We're back to Be that. Mindful. Be mindful of who you are. Understand you. That brings me to, that was a perfect role into, um, because you talked about like the negativity and like really feeding yourself and like being um, mindful and, and, mm-hmm. and processing the information. Um, the morning, like setting yourself up. Let's talk about those morning routines and changing those behaviors. But how important is it to develop a morning and evening routine when it comes to this like brain processing and like really preparing yourself? How important is it? I think it's really important because again, when, you, when you're coming out of your sleep state and if you're the first thing you do is grab your phone and start scrolling, you're in that imagination stage, if you will. Like, have you ever, you know, you, um, you wake up in the morning and you, so you don't have to be anywhere yet and you just kind of fall back to sleep and you have some crazy dream where uh-huh. you know, you're just like, I was on a mountain and there was a goat and we were chatting and you're just, you have no, what is going on? That's your imagination state. So just take that concept right now and think, if you start scrolling through your phone and you're pulling in all this information into such, it's a heightened level, just we talked about, like we talked about mindfulness, bringing what you want. And if you're hearing all this stuff, you're attracting more of it and more of it and more of it. And then it allows, this is why people I feel like get even more depressed or get depressed because they are tuned in all the negativity and it, they're building a case for themselves. Well, this because of this, because of this. So when you have that morning routine and you say, okay, I'm going to give myself and I love what you do, whether it's 30 minutes or 20 minutes, or I'm going to go sit quietly. I'm going to, you know, maybe um, sit here in my bed or go in my comfy chair and just close my eyes. And whether it's whether you're praying or you're meditating, whatever you need for yourself to call it, Give yourself that time and that space because you, again, we can, the one thing we can always control is our thoughts. It's the one thing. We can always control our thoughts. Nobody else can control our thoughts. We can. We think people can control our thoughts. But when we pull that concept in and go, hang on, no, they're giving me an idea, but I can control what I think about it. Again, back to the perception. So by giving yourself that morning routine, you are then allowing to have a sense of calm for your day. You are allowing to slowly bring the outside world in because our body is not our mind. So if we, if we're sitting quietly and our body's grumbling or whatever, we can say, okay, hang on, I'm going to feed you. And you know, we're going to skip going. We're going to get your coffee, but I just want to give myself these few minutes. There are so many amazing things you can bring in. You can journal, you can read whatever, but if someone who's at ground zero, just start with saying, you know what, I'm going to give myself 10 or 20 minutes to just sit here quietly. And this is a really powerful thing because all the thoughts that are coming up, when you start doing that, are the probably the thoughts that are subconsciously going on in your brain all day. So mm. 
then reverse engineer. So the night before, one thing I think while we were talking, and I were talking about, I pulled out like my chicken soup for the soul book, one of those books, and I'm reading a story every night because I don't want to go to bed with all this. So you know, it's funny because last night I did not sleep. I could not go to sleep because the last thing we had on was the news, and mm -hmm. it had such negativity. And I, you know, then you know, the minute I I had a little drainage, and I was like, oh, oh my gosh, could I be sick? Am I infected? You know, so I couldn't go to sleep. <laughs> Yes. anxiety and uh -huh. so I, so you're right like just having that time to even at night mm -hmm. just having like cut off at you know it's nine o'clock yeah disconnect and go get something that you love and do that you know just even if it is just sitting and listening to music or maybe it's reading a book or maybe it's just praying before you go to bed or like you said just sitting in a chair and being quiet um it's important to to have that time where you sort of listen mm -hmm. Um, and then one of the things that I do in the morning is I, I pour out, you mentioned journaling, I do morning pages, mm -hmm. and then I actually fill myself back up. I, I have a Bible study I like to do. I fill myself back up with, mm -hmm. with positivity and mm -hmm. thankfulness and gratitude. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of go sweat some stuff out and I try to work out. That ain't my favorite thing to do. I'm not gonna lie. I don't like that part. I just kind of tell myself just 30 minutes, just do 30 minutes. You got it. Just do 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, because think, I, you, pour from, you can't pour from an empty cup. It's like if That's you have coffee in the morning and the pot was empty, you're not going to get anything. So you doing exactly those, what you're doing in the morning is giving you yourself that time. Most people don't do this. When you start doing this, you would miss it if you don't have the chance. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now I have one last question I want to ask you because we've been talking around it, but we really haven't addressed it head on. So could you please give us a definition, maybe a practical understanding of neuroscience? So I will tell you my favorite neuroscientist of two that I follow. His name is Joe Dispenza. He is all over YouTube. He puts it in a very practical terms. Um, I, I like to say neuroscience is just taking that high level um, explanation and just saying, we've got this amazing brain. We're only using about five or 10% of it. The only difference from us as opposed to the squirrel outside or the bird in our tree is that we have a whole lot level of functional thinking. So when you sit there and you understand the concept that it all comes down to what we're thinking about, just that concept alone. And I like to explain it, like a lot of times I'll talk about in my workshops, think about the Christmas lights you've got. You have to plug them in. So if you have all these little neurons, all these little thoughts going on in your head, and you're plugging them in because which, which ones are you thinking about all the time? Think about, it's like almost you have the Christmas lights. Which one are you powering up? Mm -hmm. Are you powering up by repeating that thought over and over and over again? Which way well, you can have that realization and say, hang on, wait a minute. If I'm living my life by emotion, meaning I'm letting my body and my emotions control me, instead of saying, hang on, I have a mind. Let me think about this situation just like you were talking about. What does this bring up for me? And you take that step back and you say, wait, this is, this is me not, not wanting to live from emotion. Let me think about this. Let me take that pause. Let me look at this from a different standpoint. Emotion is my body's message. Like that gut feeling we have. We all have a gut. Your, your stomach is your second brain. And it's going to, you have that pause. And if you don't listen to it, it will shoot up, you know, your spinal cord, up your nervous system. And then you get that, uh, hmm. 
And it's going to give you a lot of choices. And we're really good at talking ourselves out of those kinds of things. Mm. It's amazing. It all comes down to what we think about. Awesome. What what, what's our perception? That's awesome. When you really I, come down to that, it's, that is so powerful. It is. And, and, and it's just so helpful. I mean, I think we, we try to do so many things to solve our problems. We, mm -hmm. we go, but it really boils down to not only what we think, but how we think the process of our thinking. So I really love that. I so I'm, I'm so glad you were on the show today because, you know, during this time of, you know, we're in the middle of this pandemic, we're all kind of on lockdown, and this is the perfect time for us to really start to think mm -hmm. um, and and understand our thinking and yep. be intentional about our thinking mm -hmm. and not give excuses for our thinking, mm -hmm. but actually um, using it for our betterment. So I really appreciate you being on the show with me today. Um, do you have anything coming up? Do you have any online things that people can tap into, a blog or anything that we can share with them? Well, I normally have a lot of events and unfortunately a lot of in-person events, but what I am doing right now, I do have on my Facebook page, it's Sunflower Connections. I am literally giving complimentary sessions. People just DM me. If you are feeling, you are in this fear mode, if you are feeling a lot of anxiety, please just DM me and I will happily um, even if we're not in this time, and even in the future, I will happily set up a Zoom call with me because I feel like my gift is able, I'm able to help people understand this on a simplistic level. And I love doing this. When I get calls from clients and text messages saying, thank you so much because of what's happened in their life when they understand this, these thought processes. So I am very happy right now to do all the virtual that I can. Vision boarding, I can also do via Zoom. So I don't have any public events set up um, just because I'm loving the one-on-one -on -one with people. I feel like it gives them that extra sense of being able to really share with me what's going on. It's a little bit different in a public forum on Zoom. So please reach out to me. I'd be very happy to work with you. Absolutely. We'll make sure that uh, we have that in our show notes. Again, thank you so much for being on the show, guys. If you have not already, go ahead and subscribe to PBN Style. Like I said, we are the number one podcast for think ups, startups, and scale ups who want to use authentic marketing to grow their business. Also, we have a Facebook group. I have a Facebook group, The Boss Talk, over on Facebook. I will have a link down in the show notes. So if you have not joined the group, do that because we're having boss-like conversations over there. And uh, Kristen doesn't know it yet, but she's actually going to be in the group. We have to schedule that. She's going to be in there talking about neuroscience and mindfulness and behavior change. We're going to talk about that and get some good old juicy tips doing that in real time. Um, and then also guys, um, I also have um, my authentic marketing blueprint, which is a free online course that is just easy. Just go to my website, andreapatrick.com and grab that. It is going to help you with some of the questions that Kristen and I were talking about here today, doing that deep dive and really understanding who you are so that you can apply it to your business great, great school there. But until next time, thank you guys for listening. You have been listening to TV and Style. Don't forget to join Andrea over on our website where all the deliciousness really happens at andreapatrick.com. You can also find her on Facebook at AF Patrick Consult, Twitter at Andrea F. Patrick, LinkedIn at AF Patrick, and Instagram at AF Patrick. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.